welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the circus performers have leveled up, and it's time to encounter the tower, the final tower. What will they discover? We'll find out. So first of all, before I do anything, I want to mention that I am looking for an editor to help me out on the show. Maybe even two. I actually already have an editor, and what they do is I actually give them the raw episodes. They go through them. They clean them up. They take out our breaks. They take out the ums and ahs. You know, basically, they just speed up the episode. I do this with all my shows. That's one of the reasons why they go so quick is that we take... Oh, pretty much a two-hour show, and by the time I'm done cutting it down and taking out all the ums and the ahs and taking out the breaks and just, you know, making it lively, it might even go down as low as one hour. This does take a little bit of time, so I'm looking for someone to help me out. And this is a paid position, so if you have a couple of hours every week to help out, this is how it works. Just contact me on the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. If you know anything about audio editing, well, then this is probably for you. Even if you know nothing about audio editing but like to learn, this also might be for you because it's pretty easy and I will teach you how to do it. And then I'll also eventually teach you the more advanced tips and tricks. But what it really involves is that you listen to the episode. You sort of cut out areas if you hear like background noise or people talking. You just listen to it. You cut out areas where, oh, I don't know, people are, like, taking breaks or where you discuss, like, technical problems, things like that. You might move things around. Like, one of the things we like to do is if people are talking on top of each other, I like to move those. And I'll show you how we do that so that you can actually clearly hear people talking because I hate it when, like, three people are talking at once and then you're like, what? You can't hear anything. So I move those around so that you can actually hear everyone talking clearly. And then, well, that's pretty much it. You just, you know, clean it up. You send it back to me. I'll edit it, turn it to a show, and voila. That works is really simple. I send you the wrong files. You go through them. You edit them. You send them back. And you invoice me. And everyone wins. It's a fun job. Plus, you get to hear the episodes super early. And you don't even need any special software. You can use Audacity, which is completely free. And if you know nothing about sound editing, well, it would be nice if you know a little bit about sound editing. But the most important thing is you need a couple of hours every week because it does take a little while. So, for example, a one-hour show might take you two or three. Well, in the beginning, it'll probably take you two or three hours, closer to three, because, you know, you got to listen to it and you get the hang of it. But I will show you a lot of tricks and techniques to make this much faster. And as I said, you are paid for your efforts. So you will make some money while you're doing this. So you can just do what I do, sit around, watch TV, and edit a show. So once again, if you are interested, I actually need one, maybe even two people, just contact me at discord.rollforcombat.com. I will give you a test episode. We'll go through that, see how that works out, and then if things go well, I will give you a real episode, and then we will go from there. So when it comes to this week's episode, I want to note something. We were talking, and it turns out that we started this book last August. Now, that means we've been playing this book for something like eight, nine months, and we're still not done with it. Meanwhile, the Agents of Edgewatch podcast, they're up to book four, and the Agents of Edgewatch started over a year after the Circus Adventure, which means the Agents of Edgewatch are probably going to be finished way before the Three Ring Adventure. Now, again, this isn't a race, it's not a contest, but I am very curious to figure out why Three Ring Adventure is going so much slower than the Agents of Edgewatch podcast, because, yeah, the Agents of Edgewatch, they roleplay, but they roleplay differently. They roleplay while they're playing. They roleplay through combat. They just they just do it very differently. Well, you know, in the Circus podcast, we spend a lot of time, you know, well, I don't know, talking to people, hanging out in town. Like, they just don't do that. So I imagine that a lot of time is spent, you know, just, you know, sort of smelling the roses, if you will, in the Three Ring Adventure. But the thing is, I actually do want to finish this podcast and this adventure path because there's other things I want to run and there's other adventures I want to do. So I'm going to see what I can do to try to like speed this up a little. We actually talked about it after our last show, and we're going to see what we can do. I don't know what we can do, to be honest. And another aspect of it is that a lot of people have been asking, when are we going to get back to the main story arcs for each of our characters? Because it looks like we've been ignoring them for a while. The answer is we actually haven't been ignoring them. There is things going on, it's just subtle and in the background, 
and they will start appearing again in the near future trust me so there is character development it's just not in the forefront right now also this was one of those type of modules where there was a lot of running around it was very much a go to tower one go to tower two go to tower three this is you know sort of a plot development module after this book is done it gets a little bit more downtime we could explore the characters a little bit more and also we'll be past the halfway point we'll be up to book four and at that point you'll know pretty much all the characters main backstory and you'll have their arcs sort of developed out at least the first part of the arc so then we can start doing the more interesting part, and that's the second half of their character arcs. So we will be looking into that and will be advancing that in the near future. We are pretty close to finishing this book, so all they have to really do is, well, let's see, there's a whole bunch of mysteries going on. They've got to finish those up. They've got to finish up this tower, but these towers have actually been pretty short, so hopefully that won't take too long. And, yeah, I think that's kind of it, and... You know, figure out what's going on and then go from there. So, yeah, they're pretty close. They're pretty close. I imagine a couple more episodes and then we'll be wrapped up with book three. And we can start book four. And book four, it's fascinating. A lot of people, when I read the reviews, I like to see what people say. And some people are like, this always happens. They're always like, oh, you can just skip, like, book four or book five. There's always, like, a book it seems like you can just skip in theory. I don't know. I actually really like book four and book five. Usually... When it comes to Adventure Pass, Book 4 is traditionally the best one, at least in my opinion. The reason is, is that by the time you get to Book 4, everyone knows what's going on with the story. And usually Book 4 is when the big bad for the entire Adventure Path figures out what's going on. And then they start focusing their sights on the characters and then things really get interesting. So I traditionally like Book 4 quite a bit. And I've run a lot of these adventure paths, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Book 5, yeah, I will admit, Book 5 can sometimes drag, and sometimes it can feel like it's complete filler. When I did Carrying Crown, Book 5, the first half of Book 5, was really interesting. And there was actually a dungeon in Book 5 that I felt was nothing more than busy work. That they were literally going through that dungeon to level up their characters and that was it there was no story development no progress no point and i just skipped it i actually just said forget it you guys aren't even doing this dungeon because it's going to take us weeks if not months to finish and it's just fighting and i'll just give you the experience and i'll just give you the stuff because there's no story development and that can't happen that actually can happen in these adventure paths i feel they're getting way better the way they write them now and this just doesn't happen nearly as often but with this adventure path uh i don't know i don't know if book five actually i think book five is really good in this adventure path i'm not going to spoil anything but i think the next three books are some of the best books in the whole adventure path so i'm really looking forward to them which means we got to finish this one up. we got to hurry up and finish it up. And once again, the episodes are kind of weird lengths. Some of them are going to be short. Some of them are going to be longer because we are almost up to what you hear. Like what you are hearing, we just played a few weeks ago. And like in some of the other podcasts, we might be like months ahead of what you're listening to. Like you might be listening to an episode that we recorded five months ago believe it or not that actually would happen quite a bit but we had to take off a huge amount of time for a circus so yeah but just stick with it this is the last tower and then back to the main story back to the main arc and then things are gonna get really fascinating i promise you it's gonna get awesome actually this last tower is pretty cool too you'll see anyhow let's get to this week's show notes Jonas this week, I've been putting in like 20 hour days for the past week to finish up Battle Zoo Ancestry's Dragons for Pathfinder. It is nearly done. The layout is done. We're doing final proofing and unfortunately we're finding things, but we will fix it up and I expect the PDF to hopefully go out before the end of March, which means as of the recording of this, I have one week, one week to finish it and it should be done. And the book is actually done. It's just sitting here in design, it's completely laid out, and we're just doing proofing. And you'd be amazed how many things you can find during proofing, even after it's gone through a million checks. For some reason, you know, whenever you're looking at it in Word file, 
and then you look at it in InDesign, you just find more things because, I don't know, because the layout's different or just the way you're looking at it, but it, it's amazing. It just always happens. So it's going through proofing right now, but do expect that to be out pretty much right around when you're listening to this or right after you're listening to this. And if you want it, you can get it at battlezoo.com. This book is incredible. It is, in my opinion, gorgeous. We have a hundred pictures of dragons. We have more information about any ancestry in history. It's bigger than most classes. It is absolutely gargantuan. And yeah, and you can play a dragon. In fact, I don't know why you would play anything else. Uh, that's kind of the problem with this book. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem, but man, everyone's going to play a dragon forever. And then for those of you in 5e, we are working on converting it. And the good news is we only have to convert sort of half the book because half the book is lore and the other half of the book is, well, playing a dragon. So we are just doing that part. So it should go faster than Battles of Bestiary, which took a long time because every single page of that book had to be converted. Next up is our new weekly show on YouTube every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We have a live show where we discuss various topics. And No Not One has been a guest on, well, a lot of episodes recently. And I think he's going to be on the guest for quite a while because he's enjoying it and everyone seems to like him. And he's got a big Kickstarter coming out that he wants to promote, so I have no problem having him on the show. So, yeah, check that out. Even if you can't come to it live and ask us questions and discuss things with us, you can check it out. Just go to youtube.rollforcombat.com and you can check out all the past shows and see all of our past information where we are talking all about Pathfinder and D&D and what they can learn from each other and lots of things. Because I find it interesting to look at both of them because, you know, they are the Coke and Pepsi of the role-playing world. Uh, you can guess which one's Coke and which one's Pepsi. But anyhow, they are the two big gorillas in the room. And they play very, very, very differently from each other. And yet, they're very popular. And I like to look at that and see why are these two games so popular and they do so well and what attracts people to each of them. So that is something I find fascinating. And that is what we've been discussing the last few weeks and we'll probably be discussing in the next upcoming weeks as well. So check that out. Of course, do check out the Discord channel where you can chat with us. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Also, don't forget RPG Superstar just ended. You can see all the winning monsters, all the winning entries. Just go to rpgsuperstar.com. And we're going to be working on the new Battles of Bestiary, Stranger Than Usual, where you will see all those monsters in glory, written, updated, artwork, all that fun stuff. Check that out. And of course, don't forget the Patreon where you can watch us live every single week whenever we're playing. You can check out all the battle maps. You can chat with us. You can ask us questions. Just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com and you too can join the Patreon and get the episodes early and talk to us while we play. I probably missed something, but this is a long intro, so let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last we left off. The circus performers rescued a single distillery worker from the terrifying megafauna and are on their way to the old forest tower, intending to put the hurt on the Zolgaths. They've advanced to a level 11, but will this be enough to stop the rampaging reptiles? Will they face yet another deadly dino? Will they continue to go up against strong, stomping statues? Will they be able to save the Starstone Isle? Find out on this week's episode of Roll for Combat's Three Ring Adventure! <laughs> Alliteration galore! I love it! Great. This is why it's your job to always do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is so good. Every week I hear it, and every week I'm sitting here laughing to myself, because I'm like, damn! This is fun! I want to be a player, too! I don't have to come up with everything. In fact... I'm going to have you start playing the monsters, too. And I'll play... This week, I'm going to play Darius. And Darius, you can be the GM. What? And every week, we'll switch off. <laughs> different, different person will or, be the GM. Good plan, or we good just plan. do a, a small one or two shot where you're a player and I'm the GM. Okay. We'll do that, too. Okay. That'll be fun. Okay. I did a, I did a one shot with Rob. And he did a fun one when we were Suicide Squad in the world of D&D. That was fun. Nice. That was fun. And I got to play... What was his name? Were you, were you Gary? I was Gary. I was Gary. Like, everyone had amazing names. Like, Fufa the Fantastic. And, like, Deathbringer the Metal. 
Yeah, the yeah. The, the the destroyer, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, Gary. I'm Gary. That's me. I'm Gary. Gary was awesome. Anyhow, everyone leveled up. Everyone's at Turpin Row, having turpentine with their breakfast because that's what they drink there. It's like the knockoff version of Old Woody. It's like the Schlitz version of Old Woody. They they can't really, you know, they're trying to copy it, but they can't quite get it. They just call it turpentine. Who wants to go first on their amazing level 11 characters? Everyone speak up at once. All right. Darius will go first. So, level 11, you know, good stuff happened. Not exciting stuff, but good stuff. So, Darius got to bump up a bit of uh, his saves. So now, will saves also have the same effect as his fortitude saves. They are now master, and when he gets a success, they count as a critical success. Right? And, for his skill feat, which is kind of the, the cool one, it's Paragon Battle Medicine. So, not only... When they succeed at battle medicine, they can reduce the target's sickened, enfeebled, or clumsy condition by one, which is going to help a lot. And I think if I roll a critical, I can do it by maybe get rid of all or at least by two. So that's going to be great. You know, some just um, generic bonuses to everything else. Because I sort of don't have a whole lot of skills to raise, I have to... I, I can't raise another skill to master because everything's either master or trained, right? I don't get a whole lot of skill points to spread around, so maybe I'll fix that in upcoming levels, so we'll see. But that's Darius. All right. Lots of nothing. But you got a lot of hit points. You have 173 hit points. Battle medicine taking away seconds feels like a lot more than nothing. Yeah, that's that, that's a good skill feat. That's pretty good. Eh, that's garbage. Well, second is one of those generic, you are just bad at everything. That's also like, yeah, I could get rid of it for an action, but there's so much happening in a combat. Do I want to waste an action on retching? Because I just, I have so many other things I need to do. So you being able to get rid of it with that is really cool. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, but then you have to run next to the monster to get it because he's always next to the monster. But I mean, he can get rid of it on himself. He can get rid of it on Alhara. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Alhara had an even more boring level than you. Marshall's at level 11, not a lot of new stuff. So basically I got three things. I got Continuous Flare, which is basically I can get Panache in Exploration Mode. So if we're in Exploration Mode and let's say we're doing like lift all these heavy objects and that's what we're doing, uh, that's Athletics, ooh, which I can get Panache for. So after the first check, I can have plus one on the other check. Eh. The next one is Vigilant Senses, which essentially just bumps my perception up to Master, which is actually pretty cool. It's just a numbers game, but you know, it's perception. You use it all the time. Okay, I'll take it. I got a general feat, and I have been going down a lot recently, so I went ahead and took Toughness, so I have a little bit more padding on those hit points. That's 11 more hit points, which again, just more numbers. And finally, a skill increase, and this is this weird level where you can't go up in any of your main mastery skills, so you have to pick something else. So I chose Stealth, and I know Alhara is like the quintessential role in When the Door Opens, but I've been trying to be a little more cautious recently, especially after getting squashed so many times times so i went ahead and just eh, bumped stealth up to expert nice good choice yeah just a lot of overall little bumps to the numbers that i think will help give me a little bit better survivability a little more of an edge yeah yep especially when you're sneaking around to get us info the marshals are the boring people but the casters are exciting at the odd level. sorry yeah the odd levels you get lots of cool things like Another level of spells. Sixth level spells. How boring. Lauren, would you like to go first? Every level exciting when you're a caster, especially because sixth level spells in the primal spell list gives me access to one of my favorite spells, not just from Pathfinder or D&D or games like this, but from video games and movies everywhere that there have spells. I am a huge fan of Chain Lightning. It's always like the main thing that I focus on. And so now I finally have access to that. So I'm pretty happy about it. I increased my... Congrats, Azula. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I increased my acrobatics to master because I fly around a lot. I'm pretty excited about the general feat choice too. I took a home in every port, which might never come up. But it makes me happy because everywhere we go, 
in every town, I can find someone who is a fan of Hap. Enough that they will let her and her friends sleep in their home. Aww, I love wow, it. Wow, you took a feat that allows you to crash in someone's pad. Really, I just took a feat that allows me to always find a fan. That's all I care about. I have fans everywhere. You, you literally took a feat. Hap's an influencer. You are a bum. You're literally a bum. You're like, hey, I need to, I need to hang out perhaps? in your place too. You got a, you got a place for me to stay. I promise I'll only be here for one or two nights at most. Sure, like a uh, home in every port, wherever she goes, she's got some place to crash. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'll mm -hmm. even provide entertainment. You know, because I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. I think that's the G-rated version of what that feat really is. I think there's a, I think there's a blue version of that feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it can have many uses. Anyhow, what else did you take, huh? Well, <laughs> that's about it. Sorcerers get alertness at level 11, and their simple weapons go to expert. No, that's it. That's how the cookie crumbles. Amazing. <laughs> Otteron got alertness and the weapon expertise as well. They decided to increase their intimidation to expert, which also allowed taking the feat terrifying resistance. So if Otteron demoralizes someone, they'll get a bonus against their spells, which is pretty useful. You know, playing up the, like evil eye, and I already have intimidating glare for Otteron, so that's good. And of course, the six level spells... Otteron already had gotten raised dead by taking the Lesson of Death, where they got the Curse of Death, and then Nocticule also imparts knowledge of raised dead, but couldn't use it yet. That's a six-level spell. Now, Otteron will be able to use that, but also took Feeble Mind. They've known the pain of that spell personally, and Phantasmal Calamity, which has a very long range and allows you to impart you know an apocalypse basic basically in the minds of everyone in a 30-foot burst so that's pretty useful when attacking a tower of foes mm -hmm. yeah we'll see we'll see all i know is everything you get the monsters can get so when i chain lightning you honestly i'm shocked we haven't yet <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's true but then again, we have surprise Tyrannosaurus Rexes attacking us. So. Well, the other thing is, I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell. Never mind, never mind. Yes, Stephen, yep. Try chain lightning. Just shoot it right at me. Well, you guys are all like experts at reflex, so you're probably going to be like, "Oh, I just hit my reflex save. I critically succeed. I capture the lightning and I force it back on you, and now you get yes. hit." And I'm like, "Okay, sure." That whatever. is actually <laughs> what I want to do. You have it exactly correct. Uh, I'm sure you already have it, all of you. That does sound like an Alhara thing to do. It's actually kind I mean, of strange, but my will save is my worst save for Atheron. That is weird. Well, you're just weird, Atheron. What can I say? Yup. All right. Well, now there's no excuse. I can kill you all because as long as I don't kill Atheron, you can raise dead. So how much is it to raise? It's, I think, 2,200 gold pieces to raise an 11th level character. So just keep that around. Yeah, it ain't cheap. Don't go dying, anybody. Because then I'm going to have to budget it, and, you know, you got to put priority in what's really going to benefit the rest of the team. Nope. You sell your ring. You got to sell that ring. That's what that ring actually is. The rings and, like, all your treasure is literally death insurance. Luckily, each corpse will come with their own treasure we can sell, possibly for dying. Well, that's the thing. When you die... You take all their stuff, sell it, bring them back to life, and then they're like, hey, where's all my cool stuff? You're like, well... Monsters ate yeah, it. Yeah, right. Well, you, you've you got your life, and that's worth something. It's worth something. Yeah, go. Good luck. Good luck trying to hit without a plus one. Well, the plus one is so cheap to get now. It's like... I need to create a spell that's transmute corpse to Harley... Har uh, highly compacted carbon. Harley? Who's he? Maybe mm -hmm. I can make diamonds mm -hmm. out of our uh, enemies. <laughs> Full disclosure, as a rule of thumb, I will never bring a character back from the dead unless there's a story reason to do so. So if I die Ooh. and she doesn't like return to some type of evil phoenix, then I'm just going to let her be dead. Cool. Considering how close you come to death, that is a constant risk. And mm -hmm. my rule is, next time you die and make a new character, I get to choose your ancestry. You can choose any class you want, but I choose your ancestry because too many humans in this party. You can also just say non-human. Poppy, 
Poppy, oh, I, are you going to be joining the circus? I think so. I already know what I'm going to choose. Poppy. I, I like ferret. Or no, ferret. I ferret? Like I like ferret, too. <laughs> I'm going to have, you know what? Guess Ferret's what? That's pretty cool. That's Mark's that first awesome. thing I'm going to have him do tomorrow. Is keep ferretkin, like right up a ferretkin. That's an ancestry for me. Actually, if you die, you can be a dragon. Okay. <laughs> Maybe all suicide now because the dragon ancestry is bigger than every class in Pathfinder. There's more feats in the dragon ancestry alone than any class, including expansion books. It's that big. There's 200 plus feats. There's it's infinite. You can just the amount of the amount you can do with that is crazy. So. Oh, now you guys know why I literally never use my hero point. It's because. I because I, I won't accept a raised dead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's the reason. Oh, by the way, Darius has an extra hero point because yep. he got me his level two character level two his level eleven character immediately after the game ended, and I didn't have to wait until <clears throat> Sunday to uh, put in all the character sheet stuff. I was trying to be polite, and you know what. I'm going to give Vanessa a hero point by doing her own character in Aww. Roll20 and then take it away because she did it on what? Sunday. Oh, come on. I had like three things. That's God's day. You heard what I had to update. It was like a couple numbers. Which makes it even worse. You could have done it any time this week. <laughs> You're like, I had absolutely nothing to do. That's why I waited to the very last second. I, I added one new weapon. I added that oath bottle, uh -huh, and that uh -huh, took a few minutes. Uh -huh. But everything yep. else was like, click, yep. click, click, done. Yep. Yep, you're right. Should have done it earlier. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. You know what? That's fair enough. Okay, fair. <laughs> you're like, it was so easy. I wait till the very last second. Oh my goodness. It was easy. Could have mm -hmm. done it any time. It's not like Roll20 is open and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that you could have done this whenever you want. Oh, that's right. You could have. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mark that down, Darius. You get to. Okay. <laughs> He's gonna feel bad with you. Two hours later, oh, I wish I had a third one. Oh, that's it. Well, that's the thing. yeah. That's the problem. You you never have enough. That's the problem. You you had to be using them, but then you use them, and you're like, I rolled a three. Let's use my hero point. I rolled a two. Ugh, the worst. All right, I think we know what's left. No more food. No more games. Old Forest Tower. Zolgats to kill. Last Tower. We're near the end of the book. Not quite. Because hmm. there's still weird stuff going on. There's people being murdered. There's people's brains yeah. getting sucked out through their noses. There's people dying suddenly. This place has everything. Over. But <laughs> this place is, it has everything. It has Zolgas. It has dinosaurs. It has brain-eating parasites. It has people dying in their sleep. It's got cabbage. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go to the old forest tower? Yeah, we're on our yes. way there. Yeah, All right. right. Ten miles away. Do, 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 do. Let's walk to the tower. We sing this song. As they head out, Atron casts their first false life of the day, gesturing to the heavens, Hamishalet. I'll get my second level long strider out Ooh. of the way. Both of you. Why don't you like my second level long strider? Well, you press the button, so I'll give you credit. Oh, thank no, no, you. It, that's a fantastic choice for a second level spell. Because it is useful no matter what level you're at. It is. It's probably one of the best ones ever. Uh, it's actually 11 temporary hit points, not 10. No, it's 10. Because I don't like you. What? Mm. There you go. Mean. Or I forgot to change the macro. There you go. Which is okay. Let me go change it. Okay. Are you doing anything else during your march to death? Octoron will speak up. I'm going to use that same spell I used before to send um, the invisible eye to scout the tower once we are close. So, you know, once we get within maybe a mile or so, I send it in. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Good, good. At least somewhere hidden, defensible, and we can see what's going on and send the eye forward. 
We keep getting ambushed in the woods from here to there, and Alhara's tired of doing that. So she's actually going to scout ahead a little bit of the party um, using stealth, maybe 100 feet or so, just so that she can make sure that, you know, she sees what's going on. And then if, if there's a section of land where she can see pretty clearly that there's nothing there, she might move at regular speed to get ahead. Now, her, her base speed is 40 now, so she can she can go pretty fast. So she's even going base speed of 20 when she's going stealth. So the, the party will slowly keep up with her. But she's, she's going to make sure that we're not going to get, oh, I don't know, suddenly ambushed by a spider the size of a barn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alhara. For the first five miles, you discover nothing. Fantastic. Then as you go into the old forest, and you were given directions how to get there, yep. you discover something. I thought I might. Is it made out of wood? You could. You find, a few miles away from the forest, pretty close, a campsite. Oh. This campsite stinks. Oh. You can tell that this is a Zolgath campsite. But there's no one there. It looks like it's been abandoned. But you can tell all the telltale signs are there. Stinky mattresses made of straw. Stinky leavings from behind that the Zolgaths gave to you as a present. And you can even see some bones and viscera from humanoids they've been eating and left their remnants behind. In fact, there might be some meat on the bones if you're a little hungry. Uh, no. Atron, would your raven like to have a bit of meat? Mm, I don't think so. They prefer scrolls. How about Riley? Riley likes meat. Riley, no. Put that down. No. No, it's not for <laughs> you. bones. Might have to pull that out. You know, when I, when I walk my dog every so often, there'll be like a chicken bone or something on the street. They get that in their mouth. Good luck trying to get that thing out of their mouth. They will, they will, they will die before they pull, you are allowed to pull that thing out of their mouth. They, they love them chicken bones. I tell you, at least my dogs do. Anyhow, Riley listens to you, but is angry at you for making him <laughs> drop his delicious meal. Mm. If my service dog, if if Arya took a chicken bone, I could walk over to her. I could tell her to sit, and I could just gently pull it out of her mouth. Good dogs will let you do that. Oh, you know? my dogs are good. The thing is, chicken is the one thing that makes them go insane. Like they, they, they chicken. Uh, uh-uh, uh, forget it. They're like, <gasps> that's like cool. It's like crack. <laughs> it is like crack. It's like that's the it's like I call them chicken dogs because they smell the chicken and they lose their minds. Anything else they're okay with. That's kind of how chicken. I am. I lose my mind when there's chicken around. I just love the stuff. So I'll call you Chicken Lauren. That you go right. Ahead. Okay, Chicken Lauren. Anyhow, you find it's empty. It's obviously a campsite. There's been rumors of things going on in the woods. Maybe this is why. And remember, they've been scouting, so you would probably guess, Alhara, that this is just a yeah a base. I think operations. that's where they stayed before they went to go abduct distillery workers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So there's nothing there. There's like nothing okay. worthwhile or anything. It's just that's like, and you continue along your way. Do, 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 do. Boom! You're at the old forest tower. It's midday. All right. So, like Autarn was saying, we'll stop when we're about a mile away and let them cast their cool eyeball thing. Yeah, you know it's about a mile away, but you can't see it because the old forest is quite dense and it's hard to see. And you do know that... Well, I just described why. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard yeah, to see. So. That makes sense. So, but you know where it is. So you can use your eye. Your magic eye. Yeah. Atron will gesture forward and chant Shiro Semvoreslot and create a invisible prying eye. All right. I prepared for this. Yay. Because I knew you were going to be a pain in the ass. I mean, use your abilities to the best. Was that play smart? I always prefer gentlemen prepare when they know I'm going to be a pain in their ass. Gentlemen prepare. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Did you say gentlemen prefer <laughs> oh blondes? God. Is that what you said? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> nope. Nope. No, nope. That's not. No. Blondes or black hair. I mean, mm. Prying eyes. Oh, watching you. Watching your 
Zolgath's move. Hey. Zolgaths? Zolgaths? Keep going. I want to hear the rest. There is no other rest. I had to write it. Oh. Did you sit here while we're talking? He's Nobody like, clap. He's like, <laughs> he's like sitting here. He's like, okay, if if a heart could do it, I could do it too. I'm gonna write a little song. I clapped a lot. I just didn't have a third hand to do push to talk. I'm very singy. Uh huh. Okay, sing boy. Let's hear you sing. Okay. A song parody. Do you wish to send the eye off to the tower? Yep, that's the plan. Okay. Here we go. And recall, it is invisible. Yeah. I know how it works. Yeah, I'm just saying. Invisible eye! A bright light pierces the foliage of the Emerald its source slowly orbiting the top of a tower 300 feet high. Beneath the thick overgrowth, the tower is a steep-sided structure with three tiers at the heights of roughly 180 feet, 240 feet and 280 feet, with its slender peak rising another 20 feet above that to the gleaming orb that crowns its height. Two squat, 30-foot-tall platforms jut from the tower's southern base beneath the terrace halfway up the tower's south side. The terrace is so overgrown with vines and small plants that it resembles a waterfall of greenery. The platforms are also overgrown, but sharp stakes pointing outward from the perimeter of each make them appear more like defensive encampments. A wooden stair rises along the side of the western platform, and a swaying row bridge extends between it and one to the east. Trails of smoke rise from each platform. Now we'll show you what you see. Very nice. Okay, can you guys see that map? I don't know if you can see it. Or yeah, not. the handout? I can. Uh, I see a black map. Gorgeous. Yep. Oh, you can't see the map. Okay, hold on. Wait, no, you see the handout? On the handout. Yeah, I yeah. see the handout, but not the map in Roll20. Uh-huh. There we go. There's your eye. I have your eye. I see Ooh. it. Isn't that cool? It is. Now, that is what you can see. That is the lower platform. As you can see, each one of these platforms are 30 feet tall. There's a rope bridge between the two platforms. There is a ladder on the west side. And you can see Zolgaths. Three of them are on the west platform. Two of them are on the east platform. Skirm is skirmishers, by the way. So cool. You can tell that those are skirmishers. You've seen them many, many a times. The foliage is thick everywhere. I mean, it's just everywhere. Like there's just it's I mean you see the picture. There's a lot of foliage on this on this right. tower. Yeah. It is green. It looks like that these platforms are very well defended and there's no way to climb up without piercing yourself or being very, very, very careful trying to get through those dragon teeth, it looks like. Yeah. Now on top of that, they're walking around. Like right now there's like three on the west and two on the east, but they're kind of they're kind of walking around and changing. And it looks like they're they're very alert, by the way. So now I can mm. save you time. If you want to go around the tower, you can, but there's nothing on any of the other sides. Yeah, I think Atron would have the eye scope out the perimeter and then start to try to head in. Well, here's the thing. So you go around the whole lower perimeter. There's yep. literally no entrances. Okay. Like you see nothing. And in fact, there's only one entrance that you see. And that's all the way up at the top where you see that little entrances. And I'm bringing it to that side where you see whoop, there's stairs that go up. Mm, I there's can't an see entrance anything. Way. You don't? It's on the right side. You have to go over to the right. It's in a different. Scroll all the way to the right. Yeah, yeah. There's like two maps. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything. Uh, Reload. Okay. There's a platform about 40 feet wide, and it's only about 10 feet deep before it gets to this long entryway, 15 feet till it opens up into a room, and there's definitely some Zolgaths in there. Yep. And it is pitch black, except for the light that's coming in from the platform itself. That's it. <laughs> there's actually no other entrances on the second level. And okay. I can tell you if you try to go in there, which you can. I'll even put the eye in. Yeah, the eye will start to travel in. That's as far as you see, because there's no light. Mm. You see what is given to you, and whatever you see is what you see. Yeah, I need to get dark vision. All right. Yeah, the eye will come back out. 
and Atron then will repeat everything that they've learned and talked about, including the platforms, the the pikes for the perimeter on the, the layer of stakes around the two platforms, the rope bridge, that it goes up 180, then 240, then 280 feet, the entry, the Zolgas, the skirmishers, etc. Do you want me to look at anything else? Here's a stick. Draw a picture in the dirt. I can do this. Yeah, it's just so you're clear, there's no other entrances other than these two that you can see. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Atron will take some time to make a nice drawing. I imagine they're fairly good at it with their crafting capability. All right. So should we sneak up to that ramp and then just kind of storm the castle? Or do we have any, I don't know, more interesting plans? I can make us all invisible for 10 minutes if we stay together. That sounds good. I can cast a Nids of Visibility Sphere. I like that plan too. That sounds really cool. Yes. We just might want to be careful how loud we are. Yes. Right. Okay. Let us get a little closer and then I will cast and then we can proceed then. Um, My tokens really. Thank you. (laughs) I know. It's funny because it's like you go from one map to the other and everyone was like five times two sides. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Everyone's a giant. You know why? Because these maps are huge. (laughs) These are big maps. Right. That sounds great. So do we have to stay near you, Ataron? Yes, you have to stay within 10 feet of me. How about I'll go first, and then... Actually, Darius can go first, and then me, and then you, and then Hap, and then Riley. That way we can all stay close to you, and you can be in the middle. Well, Riley will go in his in his Pokeball. Oh, okay. And then I'll just... I'll hold part of your robe, Ataron. That way I don't get lost. Well, you will still be able to see me. Mm. Oh, we can see? <laughs> Within the sphere, yeah. Which, what are you using? I've been using this. What spell are you using? I know this rule. Invisibility sphere. Oh, yeah. So, okay. The way it works, I've actually did invisibility sphere recently on the other podcast. We just went through all this. Yeah. So, as long as you're within 10 feet of each other, anything that goes in or out of the sphere basically stays invisible. You can see each other, but as soon as anyone does oh, anything okay. violent, it drops immediately. So... Well, our antidotes last for hours, right? So once you get ready to cast it, we'll go ahead and drink those too. Yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, uh, yes. Atron will take out one of their antidotes and drink it. All right, Same. I'm going to drink a moderate. Yeah, I'm drinking a moderate. Moderate. Where is invisibility sphere? Yeah, I'll, I'll do moderate. I don't see that on your list. What? We just bought them, remember? Yeah. No, invisibility sphere. Oh. I'm looking. Yeah, it's one of my wizard oh, spells. Maybe I don't have it here. Because your wizard spells suck. I don't know. This one's pretty good. I mean, they're amazing. This is pretty good. The thing with multi-class spellcasters is you really have to be careful about your spell selection. Since you're not always getting the high-level spells, you need to pick lower-level ones that have a lot of staying power. And don't need that high DC. Exactly. So this is how it works. It's 10-foot emanation around Latron. You and all targets are invisible except to each other as long as you remain within the area. If a creature that's made invisible by the spell leaves the spell's area, it becomes visible and remains so even if it returns. So once you leave, you're done. If any creature made invisible by the spell uses a hostile action, the spell ends after the hostile action is completed. While exploring, it's easy to move together slowly and remain invisible. This is unattainable in battle, however. Once an encounter begins, creatures remain invisible until, at most, the end of the first round, at which case the spell ends. So basically, yeah, which makes sense. You all have to huddle together. <laughs> you all have to move very slowly together, and that's it. And then, as soon as someone like leaves or does something, the jig is up. Yes, yeah, so we should try to get on that first platform. If we can get on the second one, there's fewer Zolgaths there, and then maybe Hap can put that wall of fire across the edge of it mm, so that... Yeah! I would be very surprised if they did not notice invisibly going across a rope bridge. Let me give you a more detailed explanation now that you're all here. A crude stair constructed of wooden scaffolding leads against the western slope of this platform, while a narrow bridge of rope and wooden planks extends from its east side to the opposite platform. The sides of the platform just below the lip have been set with downward-pointing wooden stakes embedded between the mud bricks of its surface to discourage climbers. A copper cauldron near the platform center glows red-hot and gives off a thin streamer of smoke. That is the platform to the west. The rope bridge. A crude bridge constructed of wooden planks 
is suspended between two ropes that are anchored to both platforms. No rail of any sort provides handhold on the swaying span, and it's a 30-foot drop to the bracken growing below between the platforms. And to the one to the east, dense brush grows along a portion of the platform and down its side, though most of it has been cleared of such growth. A rope bridge connects the platform with its counterpart to the west. Wooden stakes mounted around the edge of the platform point downward to impede climbers. Near the center of the platform is a large cracked stone with glittering crystals inside. Ooh. I love it. So you have a full description of everything you can see. So yeah, getting across the rope bridge, they'll probably notice us. But at that point, we can make a break for the farther platform and put up that wall of fire. And then we can fight on our own terms. Do you actually feel confident about that? I feel like we'd, we'd be pinched in the middle. They could cut the bridge. We'd happen. I would have to be fighting in melee on our side. I don't feel very confident in that. Well, we can change up. How about we change up the direction? So Darius goes first, then you, then Hap, then me. And I'll bring up the rear just in case something bad happens. And I can always leap across from one platform to the other. That's easy. Mm -hmm. By the way, you notice that about 100 feet around these platforms, this has been cut back. Like, I'm just telling you now, like, uh, I'm put you on the map so you're on the map. But there's a dense forest up to about 100 right. feet. And it looks like the Zolgats purposely made this a defensible position, have cut back the forest. Oh, sure. And made it very clear that if someone's coming, they can see you. Right. And that's, I think that's the idea of the invisibility is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just letting you know, like, you could tell that this wasn't naturally like this. Like, they cut this all back. And even on the platform, you can see that they cut the platform. Like, this thing was totally covered before they showed up. It was probably beautiful. And then they ruined it. Probably. I am concerned about trying to fight while on that bridge, especially out there on no handholds. What's your acrobatics? Mm. Not good. Okay. Happen I can both okay. fly with... Well, I have to use a spell, but I, I do not want us to get pinched in the middle. I feel like that would be okay. bad for us. So do you want to try to fight him on the first platform then? I think so, but... Okay. If I am outnumbered and people feel confident, then maybe I am just being pessimistic. No, I no, I think that's fine. I, I just, as long as we've got a plan. Do we still want to use a wall of fire to cut them off on the second platform so it's hard for them to get to us? Or are we worried about burning the bridge down? I think that is a very good idea. I do enjoy that. I can try to avoid the bridge. Or you let it burn down and then I can carry people across and jump across with them or... We can just have Darius yeet us all across. I could yeet. I'm confident with either of those, yes. Okay, great. So. Well, if the wall of fire burns the bridge down, so be it. Okay, once we are closer, I will cast the sphere. All right, great. And which side are we going on? The left side with the caster? Is that right? Yeah, where the, the little cauldron, fire cauldron is. I'm assuming gar I'm assuming... There were the skirmishers, and then there's one different one. Once you get to it, it is you will see it is the only one you can go up on. Yeah, so the first platform we can get up into. Excellent. The western approach. It has scaffolding that rises up to it, but the only way to the eastern one, if you're not climbing through the dangerous stakes they have stuck in the construction, is a rope bridge. But it has no railing, so it would probably be easy for us to get knocked off into whatever's below or drop, let alone have difficulty fighting on a rickety bridge. All right. So. Marching order. Yeah, Atron's in the middle. Okay. Well, put yourselves, I guess, next to the bridge because it's. Sorry, not the bridge, the stairwell. Stairway? It's a stairway up to the platform 30 feet in the air. So when we get there, there's all these Zolgas. Are they meandering around? Are they like standing at attention in specific areas? Like, what are they doing up there? Okay, Zolgath number three is literally in front of this platform, okay. in front of the ladder, gotcha. and is guarding the ladder. Like, they're they actively guarding the gotcha. ladder. Number two is basically on the lookout and in front of the bridge, near the bridge. This, like, leader one that looks like that stone guy, remember the stone liege, yeah. who, like, grabbed Alhara, turned to stone, and then never mm. let go? He seems, Similar? Yeah, they're like, he, he's hanging out towards the back, towards the tower itself. And then this one, Skirmisher number one, appears to be going back and forth between 
this uh, the rope bridge and the stairs that gotcha. are leading up. And skirmisher number four is actively searching the east and the west side. It looks like okay. skirmisher three is like checking out the west and the south. Skirmisher two is checking out the south and the bridge. Skirmisher one is going north and south, and skirmisher gotcha. four is doing east. I assume we're like near the edge of the cleared area, looking at them. At this- They're very much on alert. They are not gambling or like you know eating they have weapons at the ready and they are they are waiting and ready for combat okay it seems like then the first thing we'll need probably darius is you to move that first zolgath out of the way so we can get off this stairway once we get up there that would be my pleasure great hap i will um wow i just simply blanked what is steven can you clear a little more of the fog of war so we can see what this wall here is put a red box around the area i'm interested in it's a wall my brain okay, right now it just looks like a no doors inky no blackness yeah my brain has completely it is literally inky black. It's just oh my god no, hold on i can see if i can do it's like a stone it's just wall? stone wall it, it goes up the it literally goes up the wall like there's nothing there it goes right up into the wall I just want Darius to have a target to throw things at. So can we paint like <laughs> yeah. an illusionary target right in this like crevice at the at the beginning? Is this filled in? I, I am going to throw people into the middle so they fall. Yeah, too. yeah, like the middle is 30 feet down. And then that's just like Beautiful. literally it's the base of the like down there is the base of the. Got it. Is this all solid stone as well? Yeah, it looks like it's solid stone. That goes moves up. So so if you were standing where this spellcaster is, you couldn't see the base of the stairs, basically. Or who we assume is the spellcaster. Oh, let me look at the path. I, I was just trying to figure out if this is open here or if this is closed. What is Hap's wolf's name? It's actually open. You can see across. Riley. Thank okay. you. It's, I it's, couldn't it's remember. For some reason, the way the, the tower is designed, like, it started down here yeah. and How dare you say slopes that? up to here. It's just weird the way they designed it. Got it. Up your old. So Ataran will say, Hap, I think in case Riley needs to come out while we are still under the invisibility sphere, that Riley should be part of the spell. So do not put them in the cache until I cast, okay? Oh, he's already gone potty. You don't have to worry about as it. As soon as he goes in the ca- a cache, he'd go, he would become visible, I think. Because he'd be outside of the 10-foot radius. Correct. Uh, I'm not going to pull him out until the spell's done. Don't worry about it. Okay. No, the radius. You can stand next to Otteron and not be out of the radius. I mean, I already put him in the Pokeball. Though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, Otteron goes around and plucks an eyelash from everybody, and then whoa, ow, and then sticks it into a piece of like a gummy clay-like material, and then chants "La Thatlan Gumvim," and this like bubble seems to grow in that material as it spreads out and eventually it goes invisible and then we're just dotted lines to each other i'm using classic invisibility material component Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course okay now you have to go up this very rickety old ladder so i'm gonna have to do stealth for everyone because you're gonna try to stealth now you get a big bonus Woo! you're still going up a ladder don't net one anybody. Can we do follow the expert? Is someone oh. an expert? Yeah, I mean, I've got an expert in stealth, but choose an ally attempting a recurring skill check, blah, blah, blah. Avoid notice. Ally must be at least an expert. Done. And willing to provide assistance. I am. While following the expert, you match their tactic or attempt similar checks. Thanks to your ally's assistance, you can add your level as a proficiency bonus to the associated skill check, even if you're untrained. Additionally, blah, 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 blah. So... Oh, you additionally you gain a circumstance bonus to your check based on your ally's proficiency, which is plus two for expert. So everyone gets a circumstance bonus of plus two. I don't know, does that what's the circumstance bonus from the spell? Except there's one small problem. What? It uses auditory, so you'd be talking and give yourself up. Oh, it's true. It only makes you invisible. It doesn't make you silent. Oh, because follow the expert says auditory. Yeah. Yes. That's dumb. No, it's not. For stealth? Yes. <laughs> I'm super annoyed, yes. That's no good. You can't just point and say shush. That's like the thing it's for, you know? Of all the all things right, you might need to follow the expert for. Well, it's it's funny because it, it notes avoiding notice as an example in follow the expert. Right? Maybe it means like whispering. Maybe you can like whisper to us. You can whisper. As long as we can hear you, it's fine. It doesn't mean like shouting at each other. 
I can also give direction and then we can all go and they can follow the directions I gave them earlier. I mean, here's what I can do as Darius. I can teleport right up there, right next to that Zolgath and hammer him to death and throw him away. You could, Ooh. but keep in mind... Right, but then you'll be outside and then it, the spell drops for everyone. It's a nice way to start combat, maybe. Like, that's all of a sudden Darius out of nowhere and everyone else is invisible. Or the bubble drops because I've moved. Yeah, it's up to you. Well, the bubble doesn't drop. What happens is if you left, everyone else stays invisible. Right. So it's up to How you. About you that? Could, that's, a, that's not a bad idea. Or you guys go up the stair. Give me the plus that you would give everyone Elhara and I roll it because it's secret. And then we'll see that. Let's just do that one. I mean, that's a good plan. Okay. I don't think we need to change it. Okay. I mean, my stealth isn't great. And then you don't have to waste your teleport. You can just walk on up to him. What? Eh, I don't care. I thought, let's just sneak up there. Why are... Why is this weird? Oh, okay. Well, because it was a big to-do about auditory. Well, I said you can whisper. Gonna... I said you can talk. Well, he said it was okay. He said yes, it was okay because they specifically whisper. list avoiding notice. Nobody notice we're here. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if their real intention was that you have to be able to communicate either through auditory or visual means. And here. Right. Right. Yeah, so I can uh, gestures and like I can explain the basics of stealth. Like remember to do these things. Don't step on a dry leaf or a, a twig as we go up there. And then w once we're like closer, I don't really need to talk to them. I can just you know hand gesture when to stop, when to move. So what is the plus that you give everyone? I read it. Everyone gets their level as a proficiency bonus plus two uh, circumstance bonus. So they get a plus thirteen. So plus thirteen, yes. If yeah, if they're not trained in it, it's plus thirteen. I'm trained. To note, my stealth is plus 16 without any bonus. Oh, so it's me. I'm the only one who yep. needs it. Mine's plus 15. So literally, Darius does something, we'll see. Yeah. Alhara does something, we'll see. But I would still get the bonus from Alhara. The circumstance bonus, yeah. I yeah. Think so. Which gives me a plus 18. I have plus 4, so like I really need it. <laughs> you stand out. Okay, here comes Haps. I'm a performer. Now... You can re-roll this because it is a 20. Does anyone want to re-roll your secret check and use the hero point? I mean, we don't know if we made it or not. Correct, but you're allowed to. <laughs> uh, after you let us know. Nope. Well, nope. Uh, hey, they so did stupid. that in the other they did in the other campaign. They re-rolled blind and Chris no, Beamer did it and I rolled a natural blind. 20 and I'm then he said, "Okay, I'm going to re-roll." And he rolled like yeah. a 2 afterwards. <laughs> it was funny though. Yeah, that's why he just no. Yeah, so we're never ever doing that because that's a bullshit rule. Yeah. Oh, it was very funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Sidebar, if we like this sort of we all sneak up tactic, I can take follow the expert so that we, we only have to roll once for this whole stealth shenanigans. What's, what's the, who is the slowest one of the party? Atron's 25. 25. I'm lightning fast. Lightning fast. But keep in mind, you can only go half speed up the... Uh, well, half speed is about... But not for you. It's, it's for everyone. But everyone has to be within 10 feet of Atron, who's the slowest one. We're all moving together. Five. So ten, that's 10 feet. 15. Effectively 10. 20, 20. That, that's it. That's as far as you can get. Well, actually, I think it's one less, but whatever. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Nope, it's actually one less. So that's as far as you can get in one round of movement. So far, so good. Do you keep going? You're, you're up a little bit. You're about 15 feet away from the top of the pyramid thing. Yeah, we, we, we keep going until we're either, like, rubbing cheeks with the Zolgath or on top of the platform. Rubbing cheeks. Well, this guy isn't moving, number three, right? Not yet. Yeah, so it's like once we're in his face. If we get it that far, then that's how far we'll go. Okay. Oh, look at that. You're so close. You're so close, Darius. You can almost... You could almost smell him. In fact, you all can smell him. Well, do I have to make a a, 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 a save? Because we're that close to the Zulgas? Yes, all of you do. All of you have to give me fortitude save because it stinks in here. 37. Woo! That's why we took the thing. 27. Uh, 35. Plus, what's the bonus from the poetry? Three. Three. Three for, 30, three for the good one. Ooh, 29? You're like, yay. You're like, Thank you, Antidote. I don't even smell it anymore, do you? Thanks, Antidote. Okay. Do you go up one more time? Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. The last five feet. The last five feet. Let's see, Darius. Darius, you're so quiet. <gasps> Darius, you're not that quiet. It's fine. I don't have to be at this point. Yeah, we're in danger close. Alhara, no one knows. No one knows you're okay, there. Okay, that's good. No. 
Alteron. Alteron is silent like the wind. Hap. Who's Hap? Her name is Shadow. Now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. Crazy. Awesome. Everyone's doing great, except Alhara! What? You clumsy fool. You sort of like stumble a little, a little bit on it, and like, hey, and hey, uh, hey, the uh, hey. Skull like, huh? Huh? What's going on? What's going on? Get him, fire! <laughs> right. you're up there. What do you do? Mountain mean, stance, grab, throw. Yeah, we're ready for initiative. Let's do it. They noticed us. We noticed them. Well, no initiative goes first. There's no surprise rounds ever. All right, all right, initiative. I mean, hopefully we get bonuses. Roll for combat! Oh, I rolled crappy. Okay. Zolgath number two goes, he walks, he walks, he walks, and then he walks. Okay, Hap, you're up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so it's time for Wall of Fire. This is all three of my actions. And it goes anywhere I want it to go. Mm-hmm. So, I think... I'm look I'm trying to look if I can be cheeky about it. I don't think I can. Let's not be cheeky. Let me draw drag our template out here. I'm thinking I'll just drop it right there. Works for me. Alright, cool. Where are you putting it? You keep moving it. Oh, I'm now moving it off so I can draw something there. Cause otherwise it'll just sit on top of all the tokens. Yeah. Alright, cool. Okay, is that where the wall of fire is? Just that. Just that location. Mmm. Wall of cheese whiz. It doesn't go down. It probably oh actually does it curve down. I don't think it cur- well, that, that's the thing. It doesn't curve. Yeah, it, it'd just be like in the air that way. Yeah, because it's a straight line, 10 feet high. 60 feet, 60 feet long and 10 feet high, 5 foot thick. But it has to be on a surface, right? No, it actually says, or a 5 foot thick, 10 foot, oh, right, let's say. That's for the ring. Oh, right, 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 so it's 5 feet thick. It stands vertically, let's see, raised. Yeah, I'm doing the 60 foot long one doesn't say anything about it being on the ground so it really doesn't matter no i think it just goes in the air oh you could put it any point in space that's cool yeah it's weird i just don't need all 60 feet so yeah use all 60 feet it's always good well yeah but it has to be in a straight line it's like 60 feet like into the forest yeah yeah well yeah it would go weird okay so you put the wall of fire down fire is down boom and that's that's three actions for me so that's all i got mm-hmm. now he only takes damage at the beginning of his turn so nothing happens yet Okay, Darius is up. All right, mountain stance. Oh, I added new things to the buttons. Ooh, look at that. But I still got to add to sound effects. And then grab him with an athletics check. Ooh. Boo. Boo. Earns. 39. Nice. Miss. Bullshit. Oh, please. Uh-huh. That would be a bad sign. I mean hit. <laughs> and then whirling throw. Oh, yeah, here it comes. I make yeah. another acrobatics check. Athletics. A- athletics, thank you. <laughs> A-words. 42! Whoa! So what happens? Is that a critical success or a success? Oh, I guarantee it's critical. I don't even know. I'm not even looking Excellent. it up. I, it's so I, high. It, if it's in the 40s, I presume that's critical, yes. I can throw him any distance up to 10 feet plus 5 times my strength modifier, which is a total of 30 feet. I'm going to throw him through the wall, over the edge, off of the bridge. Correct. Okay, where do you want him to go? Pinging the, pinging it now. Ping, ping, ping. Right there. Correct. So, on a critical success, I throw the creature the desired distance and it lands prone. It also takes bludgeoning damage equal to my strength modifier, plus 1d6 per 10 feet thrown. That's 30 feet, 3d6, plus 4. Nice. Okay, you guys figure out all the damages. Here's the fire coming in. And then he takes his regular falling damage, so that's 11 from the throw, plus the 30 feet down, and the fire. So I don't know what's... I just see numbers, so... So 14 from the throw, 11 from the fire, and then the fall damage. 14 from the throw, 11 from the fire, 25 damage. Okay, 25 points of damage. And then the falling damage, whatever that is. It's 30 feet up, so how much damage would that be? 15 damage. Now, I'm going to be the nice guy real quick. He could. Oh, no, he hasn't gotten a chance to act. If he had a reaction, he could try and grab an edge. But, you know, he doesn't have a reaction. So, goodbye. Nope. He does not. (laughs) That was expertly done, Darius. And he's prone because he fell. Okay. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Uh, We want a lot. Okay. Darius takes the Zolgath, picks him up, 
by the scruff of his neck. Now everyone's visible. Actually, she seems hapted her thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah! And he gets picked up, thrown through the fire, catches on fire, falls down, lands in the brush. All of a sudden, doo, 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 something happens. You hear, and you realize, uh-oh, that ain't good. Let me take my little drawing tool and draw a little bit, shot. Uh-oh. Give me a second. We're in trouble. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm excited by whatever this thing is. Trian of Doom? Poison mutant thing? It could be a mutated T-Rex. Okay. A bunch of stuff just happened. What's going on? This is either an earthquake or a lot of their fire. Did they, like, prep the ground so they lit everything on fire? The ground was prepped with oil. Oh, gosh. Throwing a flaming Zolgath into the ground has set off their trap. Probably not the way they expected. Yeah, well, we're okay. That's fair. Are we? Well, we're we're up 30 feet up. No. You're I 30 am. feet up. <laughs> and everyone else isn't. I'm 25 feet up. Otteron's 20 feet up. Haps, 15 feet up. The ground within 100 feet of the platform and over the rope bridge and everywhere else has caught on fire and is ignited. <laughs> and there is smoke starting to bellow like you've never seen because this is... What's this? 100 by 100 feet of oil-drenched forest fire that is now covering the ground, and it is burning with a blaze of heat. This is gotten interesting. Darius, you are done, correct? I am done. No. You, you, even though you're invisible. No, we're visible now, right? I know. Now you're visible. We're visible now, yeah. So, Garkark, the Stone Age, goes and sees this and is like... Ah, ah. He runs. Oh no! To the platform as a first action. The second action. Oh no! He uses an interact action to remove a wooden pin holding the stairs. Oh no! To the platform. No. That's cute. What? Suddenly, the platform collapses. Into the ground that's currently on fire. Let's see. So what kind? Is that an interact action? Yes. Which has the manipulate trait? I guess it's not movement and Darius can't stop it. Mine triggers on a move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he gets away with this, y'all. Yeah, I think he does. I'm real mad about it. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, if you run out of range of your party healer, it's your own damn fault and you deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs>